The Good Old Girls Club, Part 3. A liar. Ludlum habitually and consistently created the narrative that the Student Government Association was disruptive, disrespectful, non-compliant, and produced no work. She complained that when I poor students out of class, they were missing crucial content in her class. It is worth noting that the first 18 weeks of eighth grade U.S. history and the first 18 weeks of seventh grade civics are the exact same thing. The origins, purpose, structure, and function of the American government, the Constitution, early Americas, the Bill of Rights, and the Articles of Confederation are all covered. Not only were these students Not only were these students not missing crucial content, the content they were missing was directly tied to the end of the court, to the end of course exam, which all the students she complained about passed with a level three or better. No crucial content was ever missed because everything she taught was a review for these students, at least for the first 18 weeks. In November, teachers were echoing the very same argument as Ludlam. SGA officials, specifically these handful of black females, were disrespectful, non-compliant, and routinely skipping class and did nothing when they were in attendance. I would have a very strong, stern conversation with them about their behavior. I would cuss them out. To the point that I actually had to get administration involved. The week of December the 9th, I pulled grades for every single student in the school to determine how many students had a C or better and no missing assignments in each class. Out of 220 students, only about 35 in the entire school met this criteria. Every I pull grades for every single student in the school. So this whole been saying all semester, oh, these kids, they're not turning in nothing. They're disrespectful. She going to other teachers saying this. So other teachers are coming to me saying the same thing. They're turning in nothing. They're disrespectful. They're non-compliant. I can't get them to do any work. So I pulled every child's grades at the end of the nine weeks, at the end of the 18 weeks. Every single child. Every member of my student government association is on that goddamn list. Every last one. None of those girls got missing assignments. None of those girls at the time had less than a C. None of those girls had any infractions. So I've been getting in these girls' ass all semester long based on the word of these teachers, these words that this liar 
has created and put into their heads. Going around telling these girls. Now, I used to get these girls so bad about skipping class. These girls weren't skipping class. What they were doing upon reflection. These girls were avoiding hostile ass teachers and hostile environments that we created for them. These the other teachers were holding these girls to a higher standard, to an impossible standard, number one. But number two, Lulam is going to these girls' teachers, oh my God, they're not working, they're disruptive, they're disrespectful. You hear that enough and here go the other, you know what? They ain't working in my class. They disrespectful in my class. I'm going to hold them to the fire in my class. And so now, these girls are skipping, yes, but they weren't skipping, um, uh, technically. They were avoiding confrontations with teachers who had been had their heads filled with lies about who they were, myself included. I, when I tell y'all I was getting in these girls' ass about their behavior and their grades, so when I pulled these grades and their behavior reports and I found that none of the narrative matched the data, now I got some questions for Lula. What the hell you been talking about these last 18 weeks? What's all this you've been talking about them being disruptive and none of these girls have a single infraction? That they're not turning in nothing in your class and the lowest grade among the five of them is a B and an 88 at that. What the fuck? I'll keep going. Every single SGA board member that S that's Ludlum and many of their other teachers had complained about had no missing assignments. And nothing less than a C in all of their classes. Additionally, none of these students had accrued any infractions for behavior for the entire semester. These students had not skipped class, but rather avoided the toxic, harassing, and bullish behavior many of the teachers created, myself included. Based almost solely on slanderous lies Sludlum was spreading about these students to other teachers, other alleged lies. Include Slullum removed the Black History celebration page from the yearbook because for the 2020 year because she alleged a few students in her yearbook class were uncomfortable with celebrating Black History Month. Anytime this whole said a few students or a few teachers, she was lying. Lie, lie, lie. I followed up with many of the students in the class. They all said the same thing. No such conversation ever took place regarding Black History Month. And the teacher's behavior toward black female students she finds threatening comments of black, black males in the past lead me to believe this was her own discomfort passed off on the students, a tactic she has employed more than often. Lullum routinely used the term other teachers to support whatever she wanted. Again, anytime she said other teachers. La, liar, liar. La, liar, liar. She claimed other teachers complained about me disrupting her class. This proved to be a lie. She consistently over-exaggerated the discipline issues of black males, oftentimes creating more than what actually was. She would go to other teachers and express trying to talk to me and tell them that she expressed trying to talk to me about problems she had when she never approached me in two years about a single problem she had with me. Liar! She's a liar! She be lying! La, 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 
La la ya la ya. La la ya la ya. Stupid bitch. She told other teachers I targeted and attacked her in an email, which was completely false. She would go to administration and routinely complain about things and say things that I did and said that I did not do nor say. And why? Because she's a la, 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 la. December 18th. All of the teachers were supposed to work with their field day teams on December 18th. Field day teams were determined at the beginning of the year and were made up of a combination of 6th, 7th, and 8th grade students. 12 teachers had field day teams. Hold on, I saw a mistake, so I needed to correct it. I, as Dina Culture, did not have a field day team. So 12 teachers had a field day team and as the dean of culture, I did not. Hold on. All field day teams were determined at the beginning of the year and were made up of 6th grade, 7th grade, and 8th grade students. 12 teachers had field day teams. I did not have a field day team so that I could be available to help every other teacher. The original schedule for the half day on December 18th called for each teacher to be with their engagement teams from 8.30 in the morning to 12.30 in the morning. All right? I thought this was too much. These teams would eat and go to lunch together. This meant that teachers would be with the same group of children for four straight hours with no planning period or break in between. It was also the last day of the winter break. I felt that the schedule was poorly planned and did not take into account the needs of all teachers. We were tired, forcing them to be with the same group of students for four hours, including students that had no rapport with each other, and be prepared with an activity for these students planned to activity that was planned to sustain them was just not feasible nor realistic in my opinion. If the schedule stayed as is, I would have been the only teacher in the building that would have had a four-hour break. And while I certainly needed that, that wasn't fair to my other teachers. So we had these field day teams that was made up of mixed grades. It was sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grades. We picked the teams earlier in the year. On that day, the teacher was supposed to have planned an event, a planned um, something to do with the kids on that day. It was so much happening with the IB visit, our accreditation process, um, homecoming, finals. It was so much happening that ain't no teacher have nothing planned. So as we got closer a couple of days before, I suggested, hey, teachers, instead of being with the same kids, for 12, for four hours from 8.30 to 12.30. And these kids don't really know each other because it's mixed grade. They don't, you know, it's the last day of the break. It's the last day before Christmas break. 
why don't we alter the schedule, okay? So instead of us being with the same kids with our engagement teams from, from 8 to 12, why don't we split the day up? So why don't we say like 8.30 to 9.30, we do some type of whole school program, right? Um, karaoke was really big on our campus. I introduced it in my class. It was very popular. The children loved it. So I wanted to do some some type of Christmas karaoke. I also wanted to use that time to in, to introduce students to our uh, restorative justice circle system, reward system that was going to be happening when we came from Christmas break. Um, I just didn't want teachers sitting with the same damn kids for four hours. And I don't want kids sitting up in the same damn teacher face for four hours. Not the last day of break. You know what I'm saying? You going to lunch with a bunch of kids that you don't know. We had a bunch of kids who were leaving the school. All t Well, we had two kids that were leaving the school all together at the end of that semester. You know what I'm saying? We were a small school, 200 kids. You know, I wanted them to enjoy lunch together on their regular on their regular schedule, their regular grade level. Um, and I also wanted to use the time to give my Lion King or my speech kids a proper cast party for their Lion King performance. Um, well, their tribute to the Lion King that had happened the day before. So basically, I was taking everybody into account um, for this schedule. The schedule that was created was not created by the teachers. It was created by administration. So, of course, it was stupid, dumb, and did not reflect the needs, wants, desires, or um, needs, wants, desires, or uh, whims of the teachers, but basically supported the cracker bitches who were who wanted to benefit the most, which was the team lead. So I suggest in a team text, in a, in a group text with the teachers, a few days earlier, I suggest that teachers be allowed, or I ask administration, I say, hey, um, what if we mix up the schedule a little bit? You know, let's 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 break it up like this. So teachers aren't so overwhelmed. You know, the Lion King kids can get their their proper cast party. You know, the kids can go to their regular lunch and teachers still get their regular like planning periods and all of that. Administration agreed. Administration told me, said, whatever the group decides, let us know and we'll back it. So I go to the group. I text. I put a group text to the teachers. I go, hey, how do you all feel about this alternative schedule? Now, again, this alternative schedule, this alternative schedule was supposed to keep all the teachers in mind. I wanted to use an hour of the time to remind students of expectations for the next semester. I wanted to introduce them to the concept of our restorative justice circles, do a little karaoke, allow them to dance, allow the dance class to present a routine they have been practicing for all semester. That program would last approximately one hour from 930 to 1030. Students would go with their engagement teams and meet with them on a team building exercise for one hour. At 1030, students would then report to their regularly lunch pro schedule, regularly their regularly scheduled lunch and eat with their regular scheduled teacher and class. I wanted to meet with my lunch club. So my regular public speaking class so that I could give them a proper cast party for the Lion King 
from the day before. It was the day after their performance and the drama teacher and I really wanted to celebrate their accomplishments. We would dismiss at 1230 and go home. It was already a half day. The new schedule would allow several things. All right. The schedule that I permitted would alleviate teachers of the stress of caring for a group of mixed level students for four straight hours. Nobody wanted to do that shit. Them kids, they want to be looking up in the same teacher face for four hours. And them teachers, they want to be looking up in them same kids face for four hours. I'll, the the new schedule would allow for us to come together as a family one last time before Christmas break. The new schedule would allow us to meet the needs of every teacher by ensuring an accommodating schedule. The new schedule would allow us to remind students of the expectations upon their return. You know, we're in testing mode. It would reward, we, the new schedule would allow me to reward the Lion King cast with a proper cast party. The new schedule would allow me to give students an opportunity to meet with their engagement teams. And it would allow me, every teacher, at least an hour of planning. Ludlum was completely unwilling to negotiate or flex with this schedule. This was also the first time as team lead she ever gave thought to giving everyone a fair chance at the table. So now, when I suggested the new schedule, hit this whole comeback time out some. Well, maybe before we decide, why don't we talk to administration? We need to get a full uh, a view of what they want. Bitch, you ain't never concerned yourself with getting everybody's opinion. All them back deals and backdoor meetings you had to govern this school that y'all decided without the input of other teachers. Now, all of a sudden, that five teachers, now there were 14 teachers on staff, ladies and gentlemen. Out of 14 teachers, five teachers, when I when I put this out in the group, man, was like, hey, teachers, how many of you all want the alternative schedule? Five of the 12 teachers in the building wanted the alternative. And I put the text messages confirming that in the, in the damn uh book okay two teachers confirmed that they wanted the alternative schedule in person with me one teacher said he didn't care either way another teacher had been sick that whole week and he didn't have nothing planned altogether okay three teachers what did not have an engagement um or three teachers or school officials did not have an engagement team so out of 14 teachers 12 of them either wanted the alternative schedule or would not have been affected by the alternative schedule altogether. To this day, the only teacher I know that complained about this schedule was fucking Sarah Ludlam. She complained. She went to administration and she told them, and I'm not kidding y'all. She told administration that I was minimizing her work by changing schedules and putting students first. Administration called me in a meeting after they agreed to allowing me to change the schedule based on what the other teachers wanted. After presenting to them that at least five teachers had agreed in the group text to change the alternative to, to, to the alternative schedule and two teachers the following day did so in person. That stupid bitch looked me in the face. I'm talking about the director. She looked me in the face and she said, and I'm quoting. She said, when you put the students first, you minimize her work. 
her being Sarah Lella. And I was flabbergasted. I was perplexed. I was confused as fuck. Girl, what? How do I put a teacher, how do I minimize a teacher's work who doesn't put students first? As a teacher, if your work was about the students and I put the students first, putting them first could never minimize you. If anything, it would amplify the work you do. So if you feel that I am minimizing you, it is because you are minimizing the students. It was in that same meeting where I expressed to administration, you know what? Sarah Lullum has a problem with me and I'm sick of this bitch coming after me. I expressed to them that I was the target for harassment, her sabotage, and her pettiness. In this same meeting, administration used the word, quote-unquote, petty to describe Sarah Lullum's behavior toward me. They recognized it. They knew what was going on. Of course they did. Sarah Lullum was complaining to them about me. And so it was in that meeting where the, the director... She said, you know, maybe we should do a conflict resolution uh, between you and Sarah. Maybe we should do something. I said, you know what? That sounds like a good idea because by that point and at that time, I was ready to get that whole, a whole piece of my mind, bitch. I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of you messing with me. I'm sick of you messing with my children. These women clearly ain't going to do nothing about it. I'm going to tell you what I need to tell you to my face. I didn't say any of that, but it was clear that my energy was on that. So the director was like, and I'm quoting that bitch. She was like, listen, just know that Sarah, she's going to cry. Excuse me? This woman has been terrorizing me and terrorizing my children, lying on me and sabotaging me and creating a hostile work environment for me to the point to where my boss, my principal recognizes that this is a hostile working environment, that her acts are at least by my director are characterized as petty, but you were telling me that this bitch will cry? Now, this is the part that if you are a non-black person, you won't understand because this is what is always presented to us is when these stupid racist cracker bitches come for our lives constantly constantly they are the aggressors they are the perpetrators but somehow we are villainized because they are victimized that that principal looked me in my face and said i know you're having these problems with her but just know that when you confront her she's gonna cry bitch i don't give a fuck as she should grown ass woman picking on a grown ass man i hope the whole do cry that's my goal but the, my problem is, why are you already centering her as a victim when you have already acknowledged that she is the perpetrator? This is that pervasive wall of racism and sex discrimination that these women created against me. That this is what a white supremacist society allows white women to do, is it allows them to perpetrate violence against all those who uh, challenge their authority all while claiming that they are victims when they are, in fact, though the person most responsible for the most violence. I'll keep going. 
Even in the face of other teachers wanting the alternative schedule, Sarah Lullum ignored their request and did what was best for her. This was the crux of the leadership team. Uh, this was the crux of her leadership as a team lead. Do what was best for her, regardless of how it impacts other students. The day before we were to execute the change, the director pulled me into an impromptu meeting. Remember them? They're supposed to be illegal, right? And she told me that we will be going with the alternative schedule or we will be going with the regular schedule, the, the, the Ludlum schedule. She informed me that other teachers were frustrated. It was also in this meeting where I expressed my desire to represent what the teachers wanted. I pointed out that not only did the majority of the teachers want this schedule, but my decision was always guided by putting the students first. Them kids did not want to be looking up in the same kid uh, teacher's face for four hours. My decision was based purely on the how other people felt and putting everybody else in the most comfortable position. Sarah Lollum's position was based purely on how she felt and what she wanted at the time. Okay, let's put that out there. If you look at the text messages I've included, and I'm not finna read them one for one because I ain't got time. Why well, I do that time, I ain't finna make time. But if you read the actual blog post, you will see that at least five teachers wanted the alternative schedule um, in the group text message among teachers. The director then said to me, when you put the students first, you minimize her work being her being Sarah Lullum. This is a direct quote. It was also in this meeting that I was informed that all changes to any schedule will require a one week notice. This was another rule that they put on me um, as we went along. I was able to negotiate regular lunch clubs so that I could give my kids who start in the Lion King a proper celebration and the kids will be able to spend their last lunch before holiday with their friends at their regular lunch. So I was able to work that out. I expressed in this same meeting with both the director and the assistant director that I felt Ludlam was targeting me and I felt powerless against it. I do not believe anyone complained, nor do I believe the administration bothered to investigate the complaints she alleged these other teachers had about the schedule. Again, 12 out of 14 teachers wanted the alternative or would not have been affected at all. So I'm still trying to figure out who these other teachers were that were complaining. Instead, they did what they always did. They being the administration, they took her word, her being Ludlam, they took her word as law and mandated that I take a back seat to whatever she had going on, even in the face of a super majority. This administration did what they had repeatedly done, put the needs and desires of Ludlam in front of the teachers and everyone else. The director sensed my frustration and offered to mediate a conversation of conflict resolution between myself and Ludlam. I got pissed all over again. Here I was being asked to resolve something with somebody else who had the problem, but I reluctantly agreed. I was tired of one woman having the power to go over the needs of the majority of the teachers. I expressed to the director that I am going to get a lot of things off my mind because the foolishness had gone too far. The director's response... I just want you to know that she's going to cry. So I told the director straight up, listen, I'm finna read that whole for filth. I just want you to know I'm finna let that bitch know it's been two years and you've been picking on me and these children too fucking long and I'm finna give you the motherfucking blues. And despite 
I didn't say that. I didn't say none of that. That was the energy I was giving the director. What I said was something along the lines was, I'm going to let her know how I feel and I'm going to get some things off my mind. Okay. What that was called was for, I'm going to read this whole her fucking rights. That's what I, that's how I felt at the moment. The director tells me, if you do that, if you tell her what's on your mind, she's going to start crying. And she says it in a way that as if, as if I'm supposed to be concerned, I want to be very clear for the record. I ain't give a fuck then. I don't give a fuck now. That if I had been given the opportunity to have that conflict resolution meeting with this hoe, I would have told her about her raggedy, immature, petty, sophomore ass self. Ho, we grown as hell. You, you 40. I'm finna be 34 this year. We don't have time for this shit. We got things to do. And those things involve little people. I don't have time to be playing these games with you. Moving right along. So, uh, Lullum was a master of centering herself as the victim, despite being an uncompromising, sabotaging, microaggression, employing racist who had managed to do so again without being in the room. Her best work was done when she was not in the room. When the director told me Lullum and other teachers were frustrated, I asked who exactly were these other teachers. Five teachers wanted the alternative. I could tell by the dumb, stupid-ass look on the face of the director that she never bothered asking any other teacher. She asked as if, she looked as if what I was saying to her was the first time she was hearing it, and I believe it was. She didn't know five teachers had agreed to the alternative. She stood up there and reversed the desires of five teachers because of one woman. Again, the administration failed to follow up on Ludlam's claims and ran with whatever she said based simply on the fact that she said it. I left the meeting with the administration completely done with Ludlam. I also knew that by losing my cool, I would have it, w- it would have never mattered what she did to me. All people would have remembered or all people would remember or judge was the moment by whatever I said or did. This is how I always operated in a space dominated by white females. The good old girls had won again. 